Hi everybody, it's Joey. Uh, this little video is for us to talk a little bit our grief and soul tending circles. Um, and I'm holding this book up here, The Wild Edge of Sorrow by Frances Weller. And I've been drawing upon this beautiful book a little bit um, in terms of connecting to our humanity and the basic goodness and beauty of being able to connect to our grief, our aches, pains, and human sorrows, which we do inevitably live through. So the grief and soul-tending circles from a neuroplasticity point of view are providing us with a sense of rhythm and ritual and repetitive community to keep coming inwards to be real and authentic about what we're feeling in our body and what we're sensing in our felt body. The grief ritual itself, I've been explaining to folks who are attending, it's a drip feed process. It's not that we unload all of our history of our life's grief in a two-hour circle, but more that we learn to welcome the arrival and the visitation of grief and sorrow and sadness and hurt and loss and abandonment. We welcome those experiences in for our body to digest, metabolize and process. Undigested grief or undigested life experiences, it's like life force comes into us with this experience. It could be quite traumatic and at the time we don't know how to be with it or feel through it. Um, which is healthy, normal, and fine. But then at some point that life force and vibrational pattern lodges in our body and it's living in our body, literally. Our body's holding that story of that trauma and that grief. And the question is now that we're older, we're mature, we're, we're conscious, we're learning, how can we unlock that grief and that trauma in the body and let that vibrational pattern actually continue to move through us? And by a vibrational pattern, I mean the grief experience, the story, the emotions, the thoughts, none of that is, is bone and muscle and dense matter. It's a moving vibrational pattern that may express itself through symptoms in the body. It may express itself through muscles contracting, contorting, you know, inward dull ache resistance. It might express itself as persistent thoughts and worries that never end and anxieties. And so there's a mental, emotional, spiritual landscape that this grief, this trauma, this difficulty, this sorrow will lodge into the body. And I believe our role is to help digest it, absorb the nutrients of that experience. You know, what am I learning through this experience? What can I take from this experience? And finally, what can I eliminate from my body? Because I don't need that vibrational pattern haunting me every day. So we do our best, I think, effectively to dismiss, deny, avoid, numb, suppress, pretend that none of it's happening and that we're, we're good, we're fine, we push through, we carry on, and that's modern day life. So there's nothing wrong with all of this except our grief and soul-tending circles are a specific monthly place to get really real about what the body is holding. We enter the circle by gaining presence. There's music, there's quietness, there's a candle. We all just arrive. Um, we have our agreements, which are very similar to our 
monthly call agreements of confidentiality, non-judgment, loving awareness, kindness, and speaking from a perspective of I, my, me, mine from first person. And I ask that we're also aware of graphic detail and content that could be re-traumatizing for listeners, that we share what's needed and nothing more. Um, so we'll always, at the beginning of each circle, remind ourselves of what, of what our agreements are and the circle is unrecorded to further support confidentiality. We then go into a process which has been a writing exercise or a drawing exercise and the the ritual and process might change each month to give us different ways to access the body. But what I'm noticing is that as you Rocksteady members attend these grief and soul tending circles, very quickly we arrive at safety, very quickly we connect and very spaciously and slowly we go into these processes and people are what it, whatever is there arising is coming out really fluidly and really uh, quickly, which I think is a sign that as a community, we're really ready for this process of meeting the challenges, the difficulties, the darkness of speaking it forwards. So for me, part of the grief circle is about accessing some of that locked life force that's trapped in the body and actually inhibiting neuroplasticity. I'll give an example. Quite frequently, I would get emails from people saying, you know, I'm focusing on my joy, I'm going out for coffees, I'm doing tennis, I'm doing this, I'm doing what I love, but nothing changes, I still have symptoms, I still feel stuck. And this is really what I'm talking about. This stuck feeling where nothing changes, I believe, is when the body is so full of unprocessed and undigested life experience that it doesn't have any room to make new pathways. It actually needs to clear space to release some of that old sorrow, to digest it so that there's there's physically space for those new neural pathways to then go and myelinate and create new networks. The other interesting side note is, yes, of course, Rocksteady and neuroplasticity is about building those new pathways of joy and calm and confidence and courage and so on. But it's also about digesting and feeling and allowing and experiencing the genuine authentic crap and difficulty and sadness and hurt and loss and rejection and abuse and corruption and injustice, all of that that's inside of us too. And people will always say, but why? I don't want to feel that and make that fire more. You know, why would I focus on the negative when I'm tapping and that that kind of comment? First of all, there is no positive and negative. That is a judgment. That is a bias. And that is really very common, myself even. We, we're, we're conditioned to view the world in a judgmental and biased fashion. We're conditioned to think that the joyful, courageous, adventurous, outgoing, outspoken, cheerful, happy, perky, all of those qualities are somehow more valued than feelings of despair or loss or sadness, slowness, grief. And it's just not true. If we look at things from the perspective of soul or even from the perspective of mother nature, all qualities, all seasons are welcome. All weather has its purpose. So it's not that summer is somehow better than spring or autumn is somehow inferior to winter. Every season, every weather pattern, every species, every plant, every flower, every berry, they all play their part in the whole. 
And if we look at our emotional landscape, there's an interconnectedness. You could call it like a matching vibration that I notice between our extremes of emotion. So sometimes we can't access joy and connection and feelings of deep pleasure in the body because we haven't actually processed their opposites. So we haven't accessed disconnection, grief, loss, hurt. And until we really let that feeling sensation flow and move and vibrate through the body, we're actually handicapped from experiencing that equal opposite on the other end of the spectrum. So it's not that the joy and pleasure are better or the grief and loss are worse. It's that they're actually both equally valuable. They're both equally holding wisdom and gifts for us to connect to and feel through. And I know it's difficult, but as we stay the path and as we learn to say yes and welcome to all experiences, to all thoughts, all feelings, all patterns that are vibrating through our body, as we learn to shift out of judgment and labeling things such as symptoms, when a symptom actually becomes a twirling pulse in my left shoulder, we can feel it and connect to it. We can notice what memories arise and what thoughts arise. We can begin to digest, absorb, and eliminate any stuck life force that needs to get moving. And what might begin with deep abandonment, rejection, and just heart-wrenching despair, as we connect to that feeling in the body and stay with it or share it and let like-minded, loving others hear us and hold us in our pain, and our brain realizes, whoa, you mean I can connect to this pain and talk about it and the world doesn't fall apart and I'm not sent off to the desert and evicted from my tribe? You mean it's okay for me to feel this deep, dark stuff? Once the brain starts to channel those bodily sensations and feelings and emotions into the yes and welcome parts of our brain and body networks, so we're no longer in fight, flight, freeze, resist, all of that grief, sadness and hurt is now moving into the qualities of yes and welcome in new neural pathways. It frees us up to connect more deeply to the full body experience, the full aliveness of our humanity. And what might start as deep sadness or rejection might actually end with feeling deeply connected and humbled and lighter. A lot of people who go through this grief and soul tending circle will say, I, I was feeling heavy and now I feel lighter. That something shifts in our body. We, we release the burden. So that's some of my theorizing. I'm actually writing a new book on this very topic of how we digest life experiences, how we absorb the nutrient and how we eliminate life experiences. When we look at it from the invisible that's coming in, it's not just a physical exchange or action or circumstance or situation. What might start off as a car accident or a relationship breakdown, so there's a there's a physical real-world experience, how does our body then digest the mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of each experience and how much of our lived experience is undigested, unmetabolized and not integrated locked in the body and making us very unavailable for presence. When we have undigested, unmetabolized and non-integrated experience in the body, doing something like the body scan can be really difficult because we feel irritated, we feel agitated, we just feel like we want to be anywhere but here because all of these old experiences are vibrating through the body waiting for us to feel through them. So it's very, very courageous. But I'm hoping airing some of this conversation will help Many of you understand why you might be feeling a bit stuck and um, 
sticky and gunky and like contracted and you're wondering why the body scan isn't as nourishing or supportive because perhaps you're fighting it. This grief and soul tending circle could be a really useful space for you to learn to connect to that darkness and to, to find ways to do that through your month between our circles. So I hope to see many of you there and I apologize if it's at a very difficult time for your time zone, but I'm really hoping that even if it is 5 a.m., or 11 p.m. that you can set the alarm and rest before and after and possibly join us even if it is at an awkward hour if you're going to feel that this connection is nourishing. So everyone's welcome. No grief is too big or too small and there is no comparison. Grief is grief. Grief is a natural, normal human experience and process and we are designed to feel through grief in community not alone, not isolated, and certainly not filled with shame. There is no shame. So it's with much love. I really look forward to connecting with more of you in our monthly calls and our monthly uh, grief and soul tending circles. Bye for now.